Welcome to the Alchematics On Air podcast, where we cover a range of business management and recruitment topics, from understanding cybersecurity issues to how to manage and engage with remote working employees more effectively. The world of work is changing. Please join us to stay informed on current commercial thinking and new world business practices. Welcome to the Alchematics Cybersec Leaders webinar series. I'm Richard Ritchie, Managing Director of Alchematics. Alchematics, as many of you already know, we're an executive search and recruitment firm based here in Dubai, serving clients across the IT channel industry throughout the, Europea, uh, the European uh, area, Middle East and Africa, uh, with a strategic focus on cybersecurity. Now, as part of our ongoing client and candidate value program, we're putting on this webinar series, and it's really aimed at business leaders like yourself, uh, to identify and help you guys attract key talent in the industry by discussing career objectives, trends, threats, and solutions with a variety of industry guests. Now, today, I'm excited to be joined by Amir Kalazada, uh, CEO of ITSEC. Now, ITSEC are an award-winning, proactive cybersecurity services company that have been securing networks, protecting data since 2011. Say hello, Amir. Uh, Thank you, uh, Richard. Uh, hello, everyone. Excellent. Now, I mean, look, why don't you give uh, our listeners a little bit more insight into exactly who you are, what it is you guys do at uh, ITSEC? Very good. Very good. Well, uh, <clears throat> we are a, uh, a full cycle or, or a uh, full turn cybersecurity uh, consultancy firm. That's where we started in 2011 doing uh, basic consultancy and penetration testing. And throughout the last 10 years, and by the way, we were the first actually cybersecurity company in the region when mm -hmm. we started. Uh, in the past 10 years, we uh, have evolved many, many times over. Today, we are a SaaS uh, software as a service cloud-based cybersecurity uh, service provider. Mm -hmm. uh, our added advantage or added value over the everybody else's and that's what we're uh, building on is the human profiling factor that we built into our security solutions that uh, i feel every other company out there just fails to look at and it's all about the ones and zeros and the human factor which <laughs> is always not there so that's the what we do we provide small mediums yeah of course but even then, but the technology companies fail to look at it or fail to yeah. address that problem because, mm -hmm. well, it's a long story. We'll get that to that another <laughs> time. But um, but so today we provide a uh, we provide cybersecurity solutions to medium and small size businesses across all sectors, uh, obviously uh, from uh, application providers on, on 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 mobile all the way to. Uh, banking, digital banking, and crypto exchanges and uh, and, and wallets. Mm -hmm. Now, there's something interesting that you guys do that I that I haven't seen other other companies do because a lot of what you do, the solutions and services we've seen, are, dare I say, fairly commonplace. Apart from, like you said, the, the, the human element definitely is something that needs to be explored in more detail for a lot of organisations. But there's something quite interesting about what you do at ITSEC, and that is the crypto exchange security. So can you just give us a little bit more insight into what that involves and why that's a big uh, pillar of your current business strategy? Well, <clears throat> everything that we do, every, every solution that we build uh, in ITSEC, it pretty much is a, is a, is a derivative of, of every client we've had prior to that. So we, we kind of, you know, gather all of the, the, the patterns and the data and, and obviously all the calls we're getting and panics <laughs> on our, on our, are you under attack line? And, and we try to address that problem. So in the past couple of years, we, we had, uh, we've been involved in, in fixing or remediating a few of the crypto exchanges, some of them, you know, locally here, not locally in, in UAE, but in the region, and a few other ones outside. Uh, would, they were either under attack on a DDoS, denial of service, or uh, ransomware was, uh, they, you know, they've been hit with the ransomware, or, or many other issues that they have. 
Um, once we start looking at the whole industry, <laughs> it was incredible to see that an industry that is actually the core of it is is online and being in e-commerce mm. is actually just zero regards to security. It worried, and, and, and that, the money that's traded. It's, it's just amazing that you know how they live because the, the way this crypto businesses have all started it's just some young kid that just knows to write enough code to get mm -hmm. something online and then suddenly just you know goes from there yeah. and the, the other issue is that some of these guys as i said they're very young companies they come into a lot of money they grow too fast and you know that that is obviously you know something that they can't help themselves with but they think security is compliance so if they have to comply with a few regulations or or, 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 or laws out there, that's it. That's all they you know they, they don't think of it till till they get hacked. And yeah. once they get hacked, it's it's just down you know it's just <laughs> a whole easy road from there. So so the issue is that they don't they never looked at it. So what we what we found out that, that what was common and systematically amongst every single one of these guys out. there, the ones that we talked to, the ones that we were we were a vendor for, the ones that we you know we just got some information from, that the the basic security was just missing. Yeah. Remote working, crypto just went crazy during the COVID. So all remote workers using their own computers, uh, you know, just very very hodgepodge ad hoc system that that it's really against yeah. every protocol out there. So. And we saw that, that they, they don't have a solution. So if they hire an IT manager, these guys are running around and getting an antivirus from one place and trying to get another vendor for this. And there's just, just not enough you know, room for all of that. Just to clarify, I mean, are you and talking about crypto exchanges or what are the kinds of companies? Exchanges. No, no, no. These are, these are actual crypto exchanges hmm. like like i uh, like the ones that you use like binance or digifinex or yeah. uh, or bit uh, bitmex you know bit, you know all of these guys they were either under attack so what we did is what we put a solution together that addressed every one of these attacks in the past hmm. you know four to five years ddos ransomware uh, you know many different uh, aspects aml anti-money laundering stuff so uh -huh. we took the solution, we packaged it up that had they could address every one of these issues that they could have with and sold it as a single solution. We're selling it as a single solution to these guys who they, they, now they don't have to get 50 different vendors, manage 50 different products, and, and it's hard to do. So it's a single product downloaded into their system, their servers, uh, that provides them the protection, the monitoring, and prevention that they require. Mm. Fantastic. And this is a, this is the so is this a key focus for you now regarding crypto? So you obviously identified the opportunity here. This is part of your call. Yeah. So, so as a sector, yes, but as a as a solution, pretty much because of the, the obviously the flexibility that the SaaS model offers, obviously, is mm. that we could just easily you know replace one or another thing for another event, you know, another sector or another industry or another. So yeah. it's, it's very easy. So, so the, yes, the sector, I think that the, the crypto or digital banking sector, it's going to definitely boom within the next five years. And, and as mm. that grows exponentially, I think the attacks on it is going to grow <laughs> double exponentially. So it's, yeah. so that's going to be, that's a never ending game. I mean, that's just going to be there. So yes, that, that, that sector is a really big focus for us. But uh, uh, but meanwhile, because the po also there's money involved. I mean, there's a huge amount of you know, yeah, financial value is the only one of those sectors that a hacker can actually get some money. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the other stuff is really there's not a lot not a lot of financial gains gains in it. Yeah, and as you, and, and as you know, the ransomware attacks are you know they have been crazy out of out of just out of normality this is just really bad out there and at the bottom of the day you look at it it's just it's not the hacker and it's not the computers or not the system or the network hmm. it's just bad decisions made at the board level 
always yeah. at the board. Because, you know, no IT guy is going to sit around and say, oh, no, I don't want this, the latest thing. You know, no, no, I, I just know, don't know any IT guy that would say that. <laughs> it's just that. So it's exactly. Uh, cybersecurity is one of those culture, cultural things that has got to be driven from top to bottom. So, you know, going backward. Uh, is not that is, again, a part of your thing, I think, the, the, the education part of cybersecurity, right? Yeah, the education obviously is is, is huge uh, part of it, uh, which lacks, uh, you know, the education that is out there. It's just so basic, and and non. Uh, uh, how how do I say it? It's it's basic and it's non-punitive. Not punitive in a way that you know you, you deduct salary or you fire someone. One of the things that we built in, for example, these uh, that our our new uh, solution offers is that. Uh, obviously, we have the antivirus in your system, the monitoring, checking the files. But at the same time, we are mo we're monitoring the behavior of the user of that that particular system or that hmm. that user. So, for example, if uh, part of uh, part of the testing is also a phishing email that goes out every whatever every hour, every few days, whatever that happens, if uh, a user fails or clicks on two or more of these phishing emails. Now we have the capability to lock his system automatically. He's, uh -huh. His PC just locks up, takes him to a training portal. He yeah. has to take the training, which is a very short training, but mm. intense, in order for his PC to open up to work. I mean, he's done. He just locks yeah. it up, says, you, you, you do not deserve to click. You need to take a training, you know, just exactly. I mean... It's just exactly like uh, the police and, and the driving. Uh, it, mm. it took many years, many, many, many years for the punitive aspect of the driving uh, side for us to uh, get our habits of good driving or not good driving, right? Mm. It's that yeah. punitive part. If there was no fine, all of us would drive at 900 kilometers per hour. I and mean, that's just human nature. And I think yeah. that's the same thing evident when it comes yeah. to human human behavior on the online interesting i like the uh i like the adoption there as well um okay i'll give you an example this is a funny one so we had we we did a we did a an experiment with a company out here and we asked them so we put some hidden cameras up and we did a phishing test on the employees it was the funniest and the most amazing thing that we we saw on the camera and when when an employee clicks on a phishing email or ransom email and the ransom shows up goes boom this is a ransomware yeah do you know what they do this is 90 this is nine out of ten you know what they, they look, do look over the shoulder of this maybe yes exactly very good richard but what's the next thing they do they turn the monitor off okay <laughs> they go they just turn the monitor off and they just yeah. sit there. They don't know what to do. Yeah, that's the training that needs to. Have. If and the and, and the time elapses, you know, mm. in the first minute we can, if they just call someone, yeah, in the first five minutes they they could, they could prevent from the whole ransomware spreading through the entire network. So they mm. sit there and they just they're 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 scared. They're shaking. They they don't know what to do. I mean, yeah, then. Usually they get on their phone and they WhatsApp or SMS or someone who's their IT guru in the family or, or their yeah. circle. They ask, they reach out to that person. And this is just common amongst all nationalities, all age groups, isn't it? Yeah. Then and only then, hmm. which is about 25 to 38 minutes later, they pick up the phone and call IT. And they didn't even turn the PC off. If that, they've done that, that would have been a good thing. They yeah. only turned the monitor off. Yeah. <laughs> so, like so, so I guess it's understanding at a basic level what what happens when you when you click on on these like you say no, yeah, exactly. It, it's just the, uh, some of them that we we interviewed afterward. They said you know they they because they weren't aware of the policy of the company. Mm. Mostly were afraid of losing their jobs. So yeah. the culture of the company we always advise that you, you you know and we started saying listen. From now on, our clients, whoever reports faster, 
gets two tickets to whatever movies. I mean, we've got prizes for people. We actually yeah. incentivize it uh, for, for reporting faster, not uh, punishing them. But yeah. they don't know that. They think they're going to get punished. They're going to get written up or things like that. So they, that's the whole delay that, that causes a lot yeah. more damage. Interesting. So it's a culture thing. It has to come from top to bottom. I mean, it, it, that's yeah. what the companies of all sizes has have to have to uh, drive that. So I guess, guess giving the employees confidence that they can actually put their hand up and say, look, I made a mistake by doing this, but I'm reporting. Exactly, this because mistakes in the best mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. You can't, you can't really, I mean, what if, if you, cab drivers, they, that's what they do. They drive taxis and then part of their job is to get in an accident. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Obviously, if that happens repeatedly, repeatedly, that's a different story. But, yeah. but they should be. They should know that if they do get an accident, they're not going to lose their job. I mean, they, the confidence. Once the confidence is gone, I mean, that's it. You know, you, you've lost that person forever. Yeah, yeah, quite right. And exposing yourself to possibly more threats or accidents as well. Correct. 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 Look, let's let's bring it back a second. Let's start talking about you specifically, your you know your your career path, what you've done uh, over the years. So let's talk about your career specifically. Okay, obviously you've been you've been running IT sec for the last ten or so years. Um, tell us about I guess your yeah the, your past development and what inspired you to actually set up this organization. Well, I uh, uh, I. Uh, just done IT all my life. Uh, hmm. uh, after university, I, obviously, I joined Intel. I worked for Intel for about a year or so. Then I joined Microsoft, and then uh, from there, I actually was um, I was part of. I joined the <laughs> I joined the U, uh, U.S. government uh, services uh-huh. for many years, and actually, my training in the uh, in the cybersecurity come. Cybersecurity comes from that that part of my career. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's where you know that's the best uh, obviously training you can get. Uh, I was part of the Cyber Command, uh, and uh, you know we did a, a lot of uh, government stuff. I was stationed out here, and uh, I was um, <clears throat> I did a lot of training for the MOI on behalf of mm-hmm. the U.S. government, yeah. and um, and a few other things, obviously. And once my contract was over, uh, I felt that uh, I, there was nobody here, so I, I stayed back and, and, and started IT sec. And hmm. it's been an interesting road. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Sometimes I feel sh- I had gone back to US, but hey, both <laughs> ways. So, but obviously, things have changed dramatically over the last ten years since you set up your organization. But let's let's talk specifically about the last eighteen months, for, because for most people, this is. This is the period in which you know cybersecurity in general has gained momentum um, and has become more important to people as they start to really understand what it is and why we have it. So you tell me, from an industry perspective, how has the industry changed in your eyes over the last eighteen months? Well, okay. So there's there's two perspectives to that. There's the perspective mm-hmm. of the actual industry, the, the actual vendors and the innovators. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> And then there is the how how is the uh, customer maturity level is right. <clears throat> so obviously the, the innovation in the in the market is is beyond uh, imagination. The things that are happening, the products that are coming out, and and uh, you know minus the obviously the 40 percent hype, still it's it's amazing. Mm. But the truth is. Um, with all the technology out there, as long as that most business owners and most users either shy away from security for whatever personal reasons, uh, usually people shy away things that they don't understand or they're afraid of. They rather ignore it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You rather ignore it. You know, you just or or. Uh, <laughs> Or they, the, the, the question mark of money plays into cybersecurity. Obviously, yes, I understand mm-hmm. those budgets. But the other side of this coin is that the enemy out there, let's say the hackers, 
they have no budget, mm. no time <laughs> delivery time <laughs> tables, exactly, and no bureaucracy. They can do whatever they want yeah. as long as it takes to get to you. Mm. We don't have that luxury. You know, I'm you know as a project, I'm giving a week to 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 secure a company. Well, yeah. That's not enough, and 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 one third of the but you know the asking price. Like, well, you're not you're just going to get the fries. You're not going to get the whole burger. And fries. Yeah, that's just a fact. So I don't know what is driving this. However, with that said, yes, I think uh, there are different parts of the world that is looking at security and the maturity of the security cybersecurity differently. I think the West, obviously, uh, even though you see, you hear a lot of news. I think that's one of the other issues is that the, uh, the, the Western world is much more open about uh, sharing uh, incidents publicly. Mm. And yeah. they're not afraid or ashamed of it. They're more of even uh, as a factor of, hey, look, we're learning about it. We're going to fix it. And that's, you know, and, and part of it is, is helping the public and other people. Yeah. As you move toward the Eastern world, obviously, you know, nobody, you know, it's one of those things that it goes back to cultural thing. We don't want to talk about if we get hacked. It's just not good. You know, I didn't get hacked. You know, so, so we don't have the correct statistics for us to see what, you, yeah. you know, changes that are happening out there. But we know it's way, way, way more than what is reported. I mean, like mm -hmm. maybe by tenfold more than what is reported. Yeah. So the, from, a, from a business perspective, someone providing cybersecurity services and solutions, then there's still massive opportunity, right? I mean, the, of course, the, the huge, huge, huge. I was talking to client about it the other day. There's, there's obviously the need, uh, more of a need for cybersecurity now because uh, of the rush to digitally transform our organizations. But of truth be told, from what I've seen, companies aren't really transforming digital, digitally. All they're really doing is migrating to online. Right. They, they've not, they've not <laughs> yeah. undergone the, the process evaluation that sh they should have undergone in order to transform. And they've just shifted their online to online. That's it. Um, so I think we're still, if, if, we, if we think that from a digital transformation perspective, we're really only touching the beginning of the trend, of should we say, then from a cybersecurity perspective, then I, I guess it filters back into that as well, which means there's still a long way to go and a massive amount of opportunity. 100%. Let me, let me give you a, an example that locally applies. We have taken a, um, just like in taking the, 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 the whole mobile app application market, that which is booming in, in this region. It's yeah. huge. The food delivery app and the, the, the grocery delivery app, everything delivery app. So we have actually taken 20 of these apps on our own. You know, we picked them. And we tested them without telling anyone about it. Yeah. And every, every single one, I mean, I did not even, I can't even say, you know, 19 out of 20, but all 20 failed miserably. Not failed because they had a security flaw. They failed mm. because they never were tested for security. Mm. It's just $70,000, yeah. you make an app, you put it on the app store and whoop, here you go. And yeah. And your credit card. And we all put up me. I do it too. I, yeah. know. I mean, I, I even put my credit card on. I'm one of those apps. And I'm like, what the Who's hell am I thinking? But is that the, is that the approach now? So you, 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 I guess, pen test or you, you test someone's security in the way that you just uh, demonstrated. No, no, no. This is not the approach. This is not the, not the industry. Yeah, this is not the industry. No, no, we did it as a, as a study. I mean, and we yeah. didn't even, we didn't release the, obviously the, the, the findings. We did contact the companies and told them we have done that. Usually when you do that, they don't, they, they, you'll probably, you're not going to hear from them. I mean, they, this is, again, goes back to that whole cultural thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but we told them, hey, this was a study. We're not going to release it. And, but we're not sharing the reports with you. You need to fix your application so we are actually are internally on a side note we're launching a campaign uh, hopefully maybe this uh, beginning of the next month that says that we are going to shift focus from going after the vendors because that's really not working it's, you know we're saying hey history app, you know, they don't want to do it so we're going to shift focus from 
actually the, the, the application operators or developers for that matter mm -hmm. to into the actually application users. And we, our campaign is going to be called, is, is your app, is my app secure? Mm. And we're going to, you know, we're going to kind of say, ask the application guys to, provide, mm. <clears throat> to, to, to give you security uh, information. Is it tested? Don't put your credit card in there before. And then with uh, along along that, we're launching a uh, NFT badge that is on the blockchain. That every app that we test actually receives that uh, that NFT badge mm -hmm. that they can put on their web application or mobile application. That yeah. you as the consumer or the or the user can click it and can see the the latest result. Obviously, it doesn't show the vulnerabilities. It just says what data was tested by ITSEC and or a partner of ITSEC and if the results, you know, if the uh, testing was uh, remediated or not, and how secure yeah. that is. And since it's on the blockchain, every NFT is is, is unique, and and, mm. and those badges, we're hoping that, uh, which we'll try to push that into the market, saying, hey, if you see this badge, this is then what it means, right? yeah. it's a good, yeah, because neither Apple or uh, or uh, Google uh, are, yeah, they are enforcing 100%, but not hmm. what really matters. They are enforcing well, very like from, a, from a consumer perspective, we don't generally check. Uh, we just, there's, there's this assumption that things that we use are secure. It's an assumption if it's on this app store, but which is a, which is a good assumption. It should be like that. And, and yeah. it is. But that security testing or what Apple or Google require it's just basic compliance. Yeah, it does not meet the the today's you know broad spectrum of of, of issues that needs to be addressed, and, and that's now the industry. But because the reason is that if Apple and Google want to make it, if they want to make it that difficult, mm. the, the 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 whole you know that wheel of application that is out there and is turning, it's going to come to a screeching halt. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they rather, it's, it's one of those, remember those old days, GM or Ford, you know, they had a, I think it was GM, had a, a re, they didn't recall a car which the gas tank would explode on impact. They did a study and it was cheaper hmm. to pay the people who died off of those accidents than to recall yeah. the entire, those, those cars and replace the gas tank on it. Yeah. It's exactly that same, 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 uh, exactly scenario. It's a lot so cheaper to from a consumer perspective is not to necessarily trust the but you, but look for industry badges to confirm that they've they've like they're, exactly. they're constantly going certain vulnerabilities. Exactly, and, then, and, and the and the and the vendors that do get the testing get the get those badges are differentiating themselves in the market mm. and have the value added to 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 offer to the to the yeah. user. So do you see? So right. if you kind of roll this into the future in the in the region, then so. so the question is, how do you anticipate things changing over the next 12 to 18 months from a cybersecurity perspective? Do you see something like this taking off? Do you see, do you see the market being driven by user sentiment rather than um, compliance, like you say? Um, I, I think there should be a shift because we, the, the, the old model or the current model has been around for now, let's say, 15 years now, right? Or yeah. Almost, you know, exactly. So it's been 12 years that we start having smartphones. The, the the current version of the smartphones has been around about four to five years. You know, with all the variety of applications that you can do so many things with it. This whole, um, you know, live online and shop online and eat online is about three years. You know, three or four years that it just taken yeah. off. So yes. So as you can see, the the vendor side of things is not going to change. Why? Me as a as a as an entrepreneur, I get an app, I get an idea, I go borrow money, sixty, seventy thousand dollars, I develop this app. The last thing I want to do is some a mere <laughs> punk to show up and tell me, hey, I can't go live on, on, on 15 of September when I told my you know uncle that I borrowed thirty five thousand dollars from the, the application is going to go live. Yeah, those those things. So. We try, we try to, 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 to educate the market, educate those vendors, say, guys, this is not a big deal, this is so solvable, and you can do a lot of things. 
then mm -hmm. there's certain aspects of those, the, the app the application guys out there that work with the government or or or, or institutional uh, enterprises they are required as a part of their they are obviously compliance yeah. but to the consumer those guys no so yes i think the if we educate the market mm. is better it's exactly maybe uh, what's an example i can use um, I, I think the demand is always much more powerful, obviously, than, than the supply side of things, you know? Mm. So do you, so do you see the single greatest challenge then, this, uh, this, um, this mindset as you describe it in the market? Is this the, is this the biggest challenge? So how, how do you think yes. this is overcoming? 100%. 100%. And, and, and that's, that's just the, the application side of things. Mm. And that actually copies into everything else. Mm. The IT manager inside of the company and, you know, the IT director on the enterprise, it, it's the same exact mindset, right? Yeah. Don't stop the business. Uh, yes, we need security or, you know, the funny thing is when the chairman or the CEO says, boss, who's going to hack us? Yeah. I, I, that was my best. I mean, that's, I love that sentence because when he doesn't think he has anything valuable that he can be hacked, yeah, he, he is clueless. He has no, a person who says that it's just, he's really mm. needs to sit down and really give it a thought because it's not about what you have. And I'll give you an example. The company that did the Burj Khalifa MEP, me, uh, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing, yeah. huge, huge company out yeah. of uh, Jebel Ali. Six, 7,000 employees. In, so we looked at them, we did an assessment for them, and their chairman exactly said that to me. The mm -hmm. day after we were able to access the entire archive of Burj Khalifa blueprints inside mm -hmm. of their service. Yeah. If I was a hacker, I'd hack them, get the blueprints. I mean, yeah. So he said, who's going to hack us? We sell freaking plum. That's what he said. Yeah. And what we showed him, he he left the room because I mean, he just had nothing to say. And it was just yeah. And and the funny part it's, is that it's, it's 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 giving people the, the the message that they are vulnerable, I guess, or that they do there is value in being hacked. But then, I guess in this region specifically, is <clears> how do you convey that message without putting someone's back up, offending them, or um, yeah, making them feel, I guess. Well, exposed, definitely, but... Yeah, exactly. So, but he, he, we, we were hired to, to, to show him that. But even mm -hmm. at that point, obviously, you know, I try to always put myself on the other side of the table. That's perspective we, we were talking about before. And, mm -hmm. and I I would feel violated also, even if I hired you to, you know, yeah. violate <laughs> to, to, to find the violation point. So it's, it's, it's a bit, it's big to chew off. Because at first you mm. go, oh my God, what could have happened? And yeah. what am I going to do about it? Is this, You just don't know because they, there's just not enough information. And, and the problem is, it's such an emotional issue. Such an emotional issue. It comes down to, you know, uh, yeah. that no one is willing to, sit, to just listen, hear us out, or hear the cybersecurity guys out. Mm. Okay, what's a quick fix? How much is it? Okay, I'll take A, I don't want B too long, I don't want C too expensive, give me a mixture of both, and we call it a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's exactly that spot that the, the cyber criminals have figured out. Mm -hmm. Cyber criminals haven't figured out any computer systems. You know what they figured out? They figured out we're all stupid. <laughs> That's what they figured out. They figured out the, yeah. the entire world that is not them extremely stupid and, and they write it and, and they winning every day and they yeah. will win this war all the way to the day that we stop you know, we start thinking yeah different before the market's being driven by the criminal mindset and we need to be one step ahead of that in order to yeah constantly prevent as it as uh, as the, the threat evolves okay so let me ask you a question there so looking ahead now to the future so the next five to ten years down the line, okay? What does the cybersecurity industry look like to you? I think the cybersecurity 
uh, will have a huge transformation within the next maybe 24 months where the AI will start playing a huge role in it. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is more... I play a huge role anyway, because I, I was under the impression that certainly from a lot of the people that I've spoken with, um, their, their interpretation of the application, if you like, of AI is automate anything that you can when it comes to cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. Anything that needs human touch, obviously that needs to be um, still relevant, but anything you can automate, mm -hmm. What's out there today is really uh, not AI, it's more of automation, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's just reprogram patterns. Mm -hmm. when, when we're talking about AI, is we're talking about a, a, a system, a machine that actually looks, learns, and predicts. We don't have a prediction out there today. Right, yeah. a, a a a body or a systematic uh, neural system that actually now could, because of the behavior of, of certain of my users on my network, the mm -hmm. AI will be able to predict that this kind of behavior will lead into a ransomware on this date. Yeah, you see what I mean. So yeah. that one, the data is not enough. It's, the, the data is not out there enough for, for, for it to learn. So it's actually doing that analysis at the moment. And the other thing is that it's not built into the every um, every layer yet. Mm -hmm. We need the AI built in, you know, the security, uh, cybersecurity is at, at seven, eight la layers. We need that AI built in every single layer. At mm -hmm. the moment, it's probably half, not even fully built in to the end endpoints, which is your PC, if you have this newest type of uh, endpoint protection. They all use some kind of a cloud AI, and it's built into some of the edge uh, equipment, which is the firewalls and things like that, some of them. Hmm. Yeah. The whole middle and the whole outer is missing. So it needs yeah. to be built into every layer, and, on, and they need to be able to, to talk to each other and, and, hmm. and share that. I think that's coming, and, and when that happens, I, I think we're going to see a huge uh, transformation in the market. But what I don't see yet, or I can't really visualize, is because the hackers always will be there, even when that happens, yeah. how they're going to combat that. And that's going to be interesting at that. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. And, 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 that's, and with that is that I think that the whole digital currency Cryptocurrency is going to be bigger than it is today. That's it's 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 just it's the future. This is not no one can stop. Even Central Bank of the United States, they, they, they you don't want to keep stop this. It's happening. It's going to be there. And okay, so uh, let's, let's talk for a minute then sure. about um, talent in the industry specifically. Okay, mm. so obviously we should talk quite in depth about the industry in in general. But as an organization within cybersecurity. What do you believe are the key factors in attracting great talent to an organization like ITSEC? What, what is it you look for? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, as a as a cybersecurity specialist or, or a company, mm -hmm. so for us, obviously, uh, uh, we don't care about degrees. We don't care about education as long as you can read or write. We care about your hands-on uh, experiences where you've been for us government is very important if you if you've done your tenor in, in, in some kind of a uh, you know uh, clandestine services or military uh, type of environment obviously you're, you're you're on top of the list because you have discipline you have training you have execution you see what I mean so the, the, that the, the structure of those uh, uh, institutions deliver that everything that is required to deliver a cybersecurity project. Yeah. The execution part, you know, the, the, yeah. the attention to the details and, and you know, the, the responsibility aspect of it. Um, beyond that, obviously, we look at your, we need to look at your perspective, like we were talking about. It is so important that every individual that is in this industry for, for, for working for an industry like us as a, as a vendor, is yep. 
everyone can get a checklist. You can even become a pen tester tomorrow, Richard. You take a course, they give you a checklist and a software, you plug it in. That's mm. not That's not it. That's not yeah. what hackers do. Hackers don't do that. Hackers don't have a checklist. Mm. And they don't use, you know, standard software stuff, you know. Yeah. That They do that on, on the first trial. They look at every possible angle and a, a person that need, wants to work for a cybersecurity company is a, is a typical person, a, 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 a profile of someone who can look at a problem at 17 different angles and every perspective either represents a new opportunity or a new problem again. And this this person usually sees opportunity, not uh, mm. challenges. So yeah. that's perspective is more important. However, when you go to the more corporate world, obviously that is obviously not as strict, but still you need to, I think that today's top security people, let's say, say you know, if it's C-level or a director or a manager, they mm. should have the, the communication skill or the selling skill of of convincing their board of directors, their CEO and their chairman, they should not be. They should be able to convert cybersecurity terminology to terminology CEOs and chairmen understand. What do they understand? Profit. So you don't go tell them you need an X four seven eighteen X W firewall. He tells you to get out of his office. You're crazy. No, we're not getting that model. Get a cheaper model. That's what we'll tell you. Yeah. But if you tell that the next breach could affect the reputation, the assets, uh, the, the customer base, the, the, the confidence in the market, and all of those can translate into less dollars at the end of the quarter, I guarantee you, not that you get your budget, you get double your budget. You yeah. don't have that. That's the skill set. Everybody knows how to do the hacking and do the software. But they need to be trained on how to sell this internally. Yeah, so how to create the opportunity yeah. cost uh, of building for the opportunity cost of not um, implementing the cybersecurity that you've talked Correct. about. Correct. Okay, great. So now, what would you say the toughest things to recruit for within uh, cybersecurity right now? Skills, experience, or tools exposure? Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, experience, this is such a, a dynamic, rapid industry and the things that are just happening, there's no precedent for them today, right? Yeah. It's not like, you know, the auto industry. So no one has enough experience. I mean, you know, everything is trial and base, uh, trial and error, obviously, even with the hackers. I mean, they're doing trial and errors 150 times to hit you with the ransomware and then maybe 151st time, you know, like yeah. issue, right? So yeah, the experience is there, but obviously uh, the the type of character, the characteristic that is required, obviously you can see in the person that it's it's not about experience. He he welcomes the new challenge. He's willing to you know ride with it, fight it, and, and figure it out. You know, uh, yeah. instead of a person says, "Oh, well, I, I'm not done that before," and you know says, oh, I'm, "I'm not trained for that." Yeah, this is it. This is an industry that no one is trained for. If you you know you hear the word, someone says, "I'm sorry, I, that wasn't in the course material that I took for the, yeah. to become a cybersecurity specialist." You're done. Yeah. I mean, you're you're pretty much not really a cybersecurity guy because this is exactly what this is. Nothing's in the course material. Mm. Like I said, and that's where I guess the the mindset is something that you have to look for and evaluate it at any to you level, right? It's like do you have the right approach to solving problems or uncovering exactly. opportunities as you exactly. say yeah okay so just on a personal level amir what, what do you do to keep on top of your personal development uh and, and knowledge i guess in such a <laughs> environment personally you mean yeah Oof. <laughs> i uh, have lost multiple pets and girlfriends because of my time spent online reading stuff yeah, I mean, I probably spent uh, three to four hours a day. I mean, mm. I mean, at, all, at the office, I don't need my, my lunchtime. I try to tell people, hey, just give me an hour. Don't disturb me. And that's what I do. I, I get online and yeah. try to keep up with that day's news and that day's technology. 
-hmm. and it's still not possible. I mean, you know, that's yeah. just so. Uh, so I've chosen yeah a few things. Obviously, I you have to narrow it, and I just look at that to try to be as good as possible in a few things, and and having a little bit of knowledge about everything, but. There's just no way to be good at everything. It's just, just too sure. too much. Yeah. So, are there, are there any particular resources that you use that you can mention to our listeners? Whether they're um, webinars, uh, new streams, websites. Oh no, uh, oh. there there <laughs> there are. So, one of the resources that we actually we try to learn from is actually the dark web. So, because obviously there's a lot of uh, elements of criminality. There, so there's a lot of reading actually there, and a lot of a lot of the hackers do post their their, uh, their findings or, or or the methods that they use, and it's just so interesting, you know. And they actually they sell it, they sell it for thirty dollars. I, I actually spend you know maybe a couple of thousand dollars a month buying these things, and and you 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 you'll be amazed at them. You know, you're like, wow, how did you think about it? Yeah, you just did what you know. The perspective is is amazing. So that uh, no, there's a lot of resources. I I I try to look at different, not a particular uh, site or, or publication. I think uh, you you just get to balance it out and, and do a better research. I, I don't think that one perspective again is 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 correct or does justification. I think everybody needs to come up with their own uh, conclusion. So for that matter, is that the resources is that something that I think the best resource, if you, if you get good at Google, I think I'm, I've mastered it. I, I, I can find what I want, how I want it on the first try. So if you do that, I think the resources at your fingertips are enormous. Yeah. Okay, great. And then, so where, where do you see ITSEC in the next five years from a business perspective? Well, uh, we are uh, really hoping that our new, obviously, uh, the, our cloud security uh, offering with the, uh, obviously, the user profile uh, or profiling that we're building into it uh, can, uh, <clears throat> and at the price point we're offering it to have a huge uh, market penetration, obviously. Uh, but, um, you know, in five years, I think that we probably not going to be around. Not going to be around. Why do you? Why do you say no. that? Most likely, we're going to get gobbled up by a bigger guy at some mm -hmm. point. So the target—that's the only way to survive. Of course, we yeah. Yeah, exactly this. Yeah, the, the market is going through a lot of huge uh, changes, obviously. And yeah. if you have a a bit of technology and a bit of obviously packaging and a bit of uh, mm -hmm. uh, 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 Customer base, uh, the big guys take you and, 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 and they just gobble you up because they're hungry for that technology, right? They're hungry for that base and they're hungry for that market. So, look, one final question. Oh, actually, and I'm hoping, I'm, I hope that's obviously the end game for us. Yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. So that way, we have the resources. Hopefully, I'll have the resources either to start hmm. the next thing or or, or or stay on board and, and given the resources to, to expand and. and, and Built even bigger things, right? Excellent. So, the last question in closing, then, uh, Amir, do you, do you have any advice in there for anyone uh, who's looking to maybe considering a move into cybersecurity or who's actually already in cybersecurity and is looking to grow their uh, career to the next level? When you say when you say someone is moving to cybersecurity, are you talking? Are we talking about someone without any IT or background? Is that what you're referring to, Richard? Or, yeah, or someone so within someone the like IT? Someone the start of their journey, let's say. From a, from, a, from a career perspective, I, I, I think that they need to really look at this. Uh, uh, I think if you don't have the proper IT or engineering or electronic background, I, I, I don't think that might not be the, my advice is that that might be the right career choice for you at that point. Uh, if you're younger, if you're 18 or 19 or that's a different story. Uh, but people with the people that are in the IT industry or electronics or, or, or some type of a, a, a computer uh, related industry, they definitely can move and, and that is a logical obviously 
evolution of, of their cycle. I think that they should look at proper certification programs, the ones that are accredited and, and accepted, and they should, there's a few of them out there. Uh, without those certifications means so much to us because it's hands-on, uh, it, it's particular training. It's not about, you know, cybersecurity. It's about certain type of uh, uh, methodology that is being used. So take proper trainings and and you better not watch Netflix for the next 20 years of your life. And you better be spending that time tinkering at home and this is not something you do in the office right no, so right. you got to put you got to invest in yourself and, and, and so many hours trying things mm. uh, definitely not an eight to five job uh, and uh, yeah and if you don't have the passion for it don't do it it's one of those things that will wear you out if you're not passionate about it you know just yep. the everything's stressful Obviously, the jobs have stress. This is, has the not only the, the whole stress, but that whole in the news thing also. You know, it just it yeah. wears you out. Yeah. But if you're passionate about it, and like people around me and or even myself, it's fun. It's really fun. You know, you you, mm. you you have really fun with it. But that's exactly it. You have to be passionate about it. If, uh, if it's a career move in a in a lateral movement to to for for dollars and cents and you're not passionate about it i don't think i don't think it, i don't i will not advise it but yeah. if you're passionate this is something you've been doing you know a, a guy we just recently uh, took that we took on board the guy was a uh it was a uh he did some kind of a assembly line stuff but the, i mean he's fantastic you know he took apart and we and we're doing iot testing for medical equipment I mean, this is the next mm -hmm. thing. Hackers yeah. are trying to hack hospitals and pacemakers and things like that. So this guy, he is so good at actually reverse engineering things, mm. which every hacker must be one of the best, fantastic reverse engineers. And yeah. and the way he does it, uh, and he has no proper training, and he's, he's just never been in, but that's just, you know, he's passionate about it. And he'll yeah. sit there for 17 hours and won't even go to the bathroom, and he get it done. So that's the difference. I think the passion factor is the biggest factor. Awesome. Well, look, thanks very much for your time today, Amar. I think we'll bring it to a close there. I hope you've uh, enjoyed listening. A recording of the session will be available uh, in the coming days on the Alchematics website, which is alchematics.com forward slash webinars, um, and our company page on LinkedIn. Um, so please like and follow us for updates. We'll be back next month with another leader for the CyberSec uh, Leaders webinar series. If you'd like to join us as a guest for future sessions, then please feel free to drop me an email, richard at alchematics.com. That's it. Um, and we'll see you next month. Thank you again. Thank I'm you very much. Thanks for having me, Richard. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah.